Support for Motley Fool Answers comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home plays a big role in your life, and that's why Quicken Loans created Rocket Mortgage. It lets you apply simply and understand the entire mortgage process fully, so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com. And thanks to Harry's for supporting Motley Fool Answers. Harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades, they'll give you their trial shave set for free when you sign up at harrys.com. Just pay for shipping. This is Motley Fool Answers. I'm Allison Southwick, and I'm joined as always by Robert Brokamp, personal finance expert here at The Motley Fool. Hello, Allison. All this month, we're tackling how to be er in 2018. Healthier, wealthier, happier. And today, we're going to tackle all three at work with advice for getting the job of your dreams. We'll also blow out some birthday candles for the Roth IRA. Yay! Yay! So, bro, what's up? And I should say that we asked you guys to give us some advice on what to name this new segment. And Alex on Twitter suggested we go with what's up, bro, or what's news. Um, and I kind of like the idea of just being like, so, bro, what's up? So, thanks, Alex, for suggesting it. So, basically, this is whatever we've been reading over the last week. And the thing I liked the most was entitled Happy 20th Birthday, Roth IRA. It was from IRAHelp.com, the website of Ed Slot who is generally considered the world's premier expert on IRAs. Um, and I, didn't, I wasn't, really didn't think about it, but it is. It's a 20-year anniversary of the launch of the Roth IRA. Um, so, just so we're all on the same page, the Roth, what's great about the Roth is the contributions are not tax-deductible, but as long as you follow the rules, the money comes out tax-free, um, as compared to the traditional, whereas when you put the money in, you probably get a deduction, but you have to pay taxes on the way out. And it's a good time to think about the Roth IRA because with the Roth IRA, you're giving up that deduction, but because of the new tax law, tax rates are lower, so deductions are worth less. So it's a good time to think about whether you should contribute to a Roth IRA. But since it's its 20 year birthday, let's go a little bit into the history of the Roth IRA. Oh, this is going to be riveting. It's going to be exciting. So it starts with the traditional IRA, which came first, came out in 1974 due to a law called the Retirement Income Security Act. Back then, though, you could not contribute to an IRA if you had a plan at work. That changed in 1981 due to something called the Economic Recovery Act of 1981, but it was also known as the Kemp-Roth Tax Cut, sponsored oh. by so Jack Roth Kemp. So, Roth is a person, not Roth an abbreviation. Exactly. So, oh. it was sponsored by Jack Kemp, uh, the congressman from New York, but also William Bill Roth, a senator from Delaware. It lowered the top tax rate from 70% to 50%. So, that gives you an idea of what tax rates used to be. Now, the top rate is 37%. But it also made IRAs available to everybody, whether you had a plan at work or not. But it was still the traditional IRA, but it started with that. But then, Roth himself, he was always concerned about retirement security. He grew up during the Depression in Montana. Um, he became interested in politics because he was not an athletic kid. So, in his free time, he would hike to the Capitol and watch legislators in action. Aww. He served in World War II under MacArthur and then went to Harvard for both business school and law school, thanks partially to the GI Bill. Moves to Delaware in 1954, gets elected to Congress in 1966. Um, in the idea for what became known as the Roth, but he called the IRA Plus actually came out in 1989, but it was not until the Taxpayer Relief Act of 1997 that it became law, but it didn't become available until 1998, which is why we're now celebrating 20 years of the Roth IRA. And I should point out to our listeners that you did not look at your notes at 
all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. You just spouted off so many numbers and stats and dates. It's true. It's all in that noggin it's of yours. It's all in that head of mine. Anyway, so it becomes law. Unfortunately, it didn't help him with his election because he got voted out of office in 2000. Um, and then he died in 2003, three years before the Roth 401k became available to people. Um, but upon his death, um, he, was, he was known as sort of a mild-mannered guy, not actually a great public speaker. So he would bring a St. Bernard with him wherever he was campaigning because he basically said, kids will come up to pet the dog and then you have the opportunity to talk to their parents. He served as a senator alongside Joe Biden for years. And um, at his funeral, Joe Biden said he's the guy, um, Bill Roth was the guy I trusted most in public life. So he seems like a pretty decent guy. Yeah. And we have a great account thanks to him. Um, according to the account on IRAHelp.com, now 25 million American households have a Roth. And Ed Slot, the founder of that website, tweeted out earlier this month, I look at a Roth IRA as tax insurance. Once you pay in, you're protected against future tax hikes. So it's something to consider. So happy birthday, Roth IRA, and many more years to come. Support for Mollyville Answers comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Chances are you're confident when it comes to your work, your hobbies, and your life. Rocket Mortgage gives you that same level of confidence when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple, allowing you to fully understand all of the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com fool. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. This month, we're tackling ways to be healthier, wealthier, and happier in 2018. And one way to get all three is to have a better job. The unemployment rate is at its lowest that it's been in ages, like a decade, I think. But surprisingly, wages have remained stagnant. Well, according to The Atlantic, one group of people did see wage increases, and it was people who changed jobs. Full-time workers who changed jobs saw their pay increase an average of 4.5%. That's compared to less than 1% for everybody else who stuck it out at their current job. <laughs> But most people don't change jobs because they want more money. According to a Gallup survey, 50% of employees quit their jobs because, bro, any guesses? Um, not enough nachos and socks. <laughs> Actually, it's because their manager was making them miserable. Oh, interesting. So, if you're feeling it's time for a change, we invited a couple of hiring experts to the studio. It's Annie Healy and Cheryl Falting. <laughs> They're in charge of recruiting and hiring here at The Motley Fool. As a lot of listeners know, The Motley Fool is a pretty awesome place to work, and it can be extremely competitive to get a job here. So, who better to talk about landing a dream job than the people who do that vetting for a living? Thank you for joining us. Thank you Thank for having you. us. Thank you. So, today we're going to talk about how to land the job of your dreams, and we're going to break it up into three parts. It's before you apply, when you're applying for jobs, and then also after you've landed the interview, how to really nail that interview. So, let's start off with, before you apply for a job, what's one of the things you could should, should do? Yeah, I think when you're starting to look at jobs out there, you should really get a chance to, or take the time to think about what you are looking for and know yourself a little bit better. Um, you know, we have career changers a lot of the times who apply to us, and so they're coming because they've taken the time to sit down and figure out as they're making this change, what will actually bring them the most happiness. So I think there's a little bit of knowing yourself. Um, also knowing even you know if you are applying to a similar job that you've done in the past, knowing certain strengths and weaknesses about yourself, so taking some mm -hmm. personality tests. Um, here at The Fool, we use a few different ones, like Myers-Briggs, um, Vops, uh, Colby, and Strength mm -hmm. Finders. 
Um, secondly, telling people that you're looking for a new job before you're applying anywhere, just let people know. Use your network, and I know networking, quote unquote, networking can be um, this weird thing that people have trouble doing. But I, it doesn't have to necessarily be scary. It can just be you telling your parents, "I'm looking for another job." They may know someone who is. Um, actively hiring or know of a company that um, is looking for someone with exactly your skill set or at least the skill set that you're hoping to build. And so telling people, using your connections, um, and just letting people around you know that you're looking for a new job it can be really, really helpful. Yeah, that's how I had to get a foot in the door at The Motley Fool was I had to run into Dayana at NPR. We were both doing an interview, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, are you guys hiring? <laughs> and she was like, mm, no, but I'll ask her. I mean, yeah, but maybe, <laughs> I don't know. And so she went and she made it happen for me. So I had to I had to work my network to get into the fool to begin with. That's how I got here, too, actually. Yeah. I was sharing that I was kind of ready for my next move, and um, my brother-in-law actually mm. had come here on the speaker series. He had been working at Dogfish Head and came and saw the fool, got to talk to the HR team, and he came home and was like, you got to work there. And I remember I stalked the culture blog for a while. (laughs) And uh, there was a recruiting coordinator position that opened up. Finally! Finally. (laughs) And then my brother-in-law reached out to, uh, I think Matt Trogdon at the time was doing the speaker series and passed my resume along. Oh, yeah. now you're featured now all you're, over the culture blog. Oh. Now you're famous <laughs> and you're head of recruiting. So that's yeah. that's awesome. Another thing, sorry, Allison, just to add uh, along those networking lines too. Um, you know, one of the things, the, the, the big tool that's out there for a lot of people is LinkedIn. Um, I think it's really great to have that updated too, even as you're just starting your search, because sometimes people might reach out to you. Companies might reach out. So, you know, a lot of times you get the emails that say people are looking for people like you. And that's because something in your resume that you've listed on LinkedIn has matched uh, mm-hmm. something in the job description. So having that updated, even though if you're not actively looking, you can be a passive candidate and mm-hmm. companies and jobs will reach out to you. All right. So I've gone through the process. I've cleaned up my LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. I've started telling my friends I'm looking for a new job. And I know that I'm an operator who is an extrovert that likes to quick. I don't know. I'm trying to throw <laughs> out some personality <laughs> tests up that I know about myself. All right. And now it is time to apply for some specific jobs mm-hmm. and write my cover letter and mm-hmm. like make that resume really sparkle. What's some of your advice for mm-hmm. actually applying for a job? I, I don't think we can stress this enough, but really, really proofreading that resume and cover letter. Make sure there are no errors there. Uh, let your friends and family read it. Go through it again and again and again. And don't use the quick tricks of like find and replace because that shows yes. in an application <laughs> yes, system. Yes, absolutely. So it always shows when you bold a company yes. and you're just replacing it in yes. an applicant tracking system. Oh, take, really? Mm-hmm. Take the time to delete the company, even if you use the same cover letter. Uh, delete the company don't fully. Do that <laughs> so, so, so you'll get a letter where it'll be like, "I am so excited to work at the Motley Fool because mm-hmm. you are a really cool company that and in like, this location, in, in this industry." And sometimes the applicant tracking system actually won't accept the formatting that someone has done, so it will say "insert company." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, "Oh God." <laughs> I guess that's just kind of like a shotgun approach, right? Yeah. Like, does that mm-hmm. ever work? Not here and many mm-hmm. other places, but we yeah. also make our applicants jump through a bunch of different hoops. You know, some of our where we list our jobs do have some like one click applies, which mm-hmm. we don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, we turn that feature off just because we want to get to know you. And I think that's part mm-hmm. of 
in the cover letter and getting prepared for that, like that's your chance to show us who you are outside of just the skills that are listed mm-hmm. in your resume. Like, what are your interests? Mm-hmm. What do you, you know, why do you want to work here? What are you going to bring to the table for us? And, you know, what's going to bring the team to like the next level that you're going to join? Yeah. What's an example of a really great cover letter that you've received? Oh, so many. People are so creative these yeah? days. But a few that come to mind. Well, I'll say one that comes to mind. We had um, someone who now works here, Julie. She actually was applying for the member services representative role, very customer service based. So she actually created a comic that showed her as a superhero helping our members <laughs> solve their tech issues, reset their password. It was in color. It was on nice paper. She drew it from scratch all on her own. Um, and then she gave it to us personally as well as uploaded it in PDF form to her actual online application. It was just, it was incredible because we know that it took more than, it took a lot of time. It took planning to actually execute it out. And then in it, it helped us understand that she understood what the role was. And that was super helpful. And it's what a cover letter is for. Mm-hmm. So we're the Motley Fool, so I can mm. see how that would impress people like us. Mm. What about other places? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how plugged you plugged in you guys are to the general HR world, mm-hmm. but does something like that fall flat with some employers? I think some places, yes. You know, particularly in the D.C. area, you have a lot of government contracting, and I think that's a little bit more of a serious right place to work. Than yeah, the, the FBI is not going to love your <laughs> comment. Yeah. So I think FBI man. <laughs> uh, I mean, they might have more fun if they did. <laughs> but I think you know, even in the cover letter, you still get a chance to show why you want to work at that specific place versus just doing a cover letter. I think in the past, like cover letters were just this thing that you did, like, mm. and it wasn't. It was to talk about yourself. But I think the cover letter, when you actually demonstrate that you really researched the company, you really researched the job, and you're really plugging in how the skill sets that you have done and you have, um, that you can sort of bring that over to that company and how that's going to come over, that's your your chance to do that. And that that goes over anywhere. I mean, you really taking the time to show that you want that specific job and not just a job. Yeah, yeah. which is exactly what Annie did. You you researched the culture blog, you researched the company, you made sure you knew the company inside out when you were applying so that you could showcase your interest. Yeah, only Annie did that. (laughs) 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 So, Cheryl, tell us your story. No, uh, okay. Uh, I hate the story. Maybe we'll (laughs) have Annie. It's a little embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. We'll have Annie tell it. (laughs) Cheryl came to us as a customer service representative Mm. and then moved over to the the recruiting team. Uh, But when she interviewed for the customer service team, she memorized the website in and out like more than I think anyone within these walls now. Oh, if anyone's knew. listening that has actually been to fool.com, I assume you have, you know that our website is just a labyrinth yeah. and who you can't escape. She knew everything like and she knew on our our former pricing page, she knew every single advisor and every single newsletter. She knew what the price was at that point in time. Mm-hmm. She knew what any of the deals that we were running or specials. Um, so much so that during her interview, uh, the hiring manager actually, they did a little bit of a role play. And so she called in to pretend to be one of our members calling customer service. And Cheryl was supposed to be the representative. And she walked out of the interview and was like, I think she knew things more than our own full-time people did. <laughs> did you do, like, flashcards? Or how did you? I don't even know all of the advisors on all of our services. I, I knew I wanted the role. And I had already um, chatted with Annie. And I was like, oh, God, I want this role. So I did exactly what Annie did. I researched. I just looked at the website. And I took the time 
And just... stalked everyone's LinkedIn profile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it came over real stalkery. <laughs> like, I was like, Emily, I know you just got married this past summer. How was it? Your dress looked beautiful. <laughs> no, not really. But... <laughs> but she did. She really, I mean, she really demonstrated that she wanted that position. And I think that's an interesting thing, too, that we come across is that we have a lot of people who want to work at The Motley Fool, but they don't necessarily want that role. Mm-hmm. They just want to kind of get their foot in the door and I think particularly when you're applying to the position like we want to hear you want this position and like why do you want this position um, and hearing that and, and Cheryl really demonstrated that in her interview Thank and, you. and we love Cheryl <clears throat> so much oh my goodness alright so doing your homework <laughs> proofreading everything a million times make sure you do that before you apply alright it worked yay! yay you got the job interview you're sitting there across from Cheryl and Annie <laughs> in I don't know Drucker which which conference do you have a conference room you prefer Rowling Rowling, Rowling. is a good one Rowling is Rowling a good one that one is uh, dedicated to J.K. Rowling author of Harry Potter and so there are uh, wands, wands and hats and, and all kinds of stuff in there it's Amazing. Chess pieces, sword, yeah, the, the actual books. Yeah, yeah. So, so there I am. I'm in Rowling. I'm sitting across from you guys. What can I do to really make this interview uh, awesome? One tuxedo be- t-shirt. Yeah. You were going to say tuxedo <laughs> t-shirt. I was. I was. I was. But I was going to say one thing before you even get into the Rowling room. Oh. One thing that some people don't mm-hmm. realize is the second you walk in the door of a building that you're the company that you're interviewing at, you are in that interview. Mm-hmm. So. When oh, you, Amy's Amy's gonna our front desk mm-hmm. person. Yes. She's on. She's but, watching. Yeah. That is exactly what I was gonna say. So you need to remember who you're talking to the entire time. Like, be courteous. Be very friendly mm-hmm. to everyone. I mean, we've had some people who just dismiss Amy, and she tells us right afterwards, and we're like, nope, that we don't want that in this in our workplace. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's before you get even get in that room. Remember to be nice and courteous to everyone. Yep. Has anyone been particularly mean to Amy? There were a couple who have just been like dismissive of her just because she was at the front desk, yeah. And, yeah. and that was a huge red flag to us. Oh. Okay, so I've been nice to Amy. I brought her flowers <laughs> or something. I don't know. I've been super nice to Amy, our front desk woman. And then um, she takes me to Rowling, mm-hmm. and there I am looking at your two smiling faces. Yes. Are you guys smiling, or are you actually being very stern? Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually generally very friendly because... I think when you interview, you can be so nervous. And mm-hmm. even if you've done it a million times, I mean, like, you are it's just an uncomfortable situation. Everybody knows that. And so Cheryl and I have, like, talked to the candidates from the first phone call, maybe a second. We've been inter- emailing with them. So, like, we're the person that everybody knows. So we want to mm-hmm. make sure that they feel at ease and so that they are going to put their best foot forward and show themselves the best in the interview. So making sure that they're comfortable as they go into the room. So we're always friendly. I also imagine at this point you've got put so much work and energy and investment mm-hmm. into this person. Like you're kind of rooting for these people too. Oh, you yeah. want them to get the job. Yeah. I think once once we're bringing you here on site, we at this point we're so interested in you and it's a little bit of both. We want you to see our environment as well, our culture, as much as an interview it is for us. It's also an interview and an opportunity for you to see if this is actually the company that's right for you. Um, and that, I guess, goes into step one in knowing yourself and knowing exactly what you want out of your, your perfect job. Um, but hopefully, as they're entering into the interview and entering our office, they're dressed to impress. I think we do have a casual office here. Um, and like right now, I'm in... I don't even know what I'm wearing. It's just very comfortable. You're in a cozy, apres-ski sweater. It's a lovely sweater. Yes, thank you. 
Um, but I probably wouldn't wear something like this to an interview. Um, yeah. But even though it's a casual work environment, I would always want to dress to impress, dress for, dress to show that you respect them, respect their time, and um, just another tip on when you're actually in the office. Right. So at this point, I've already done my research into Glassdoor. I've been to Glassdoor. What other sites have I maybe been to? Aside from researching the company's own mm-hmm. sites, what other websites have I gone to to research the company so I can ask informed questions? Glassdoor? Is that basically? Yeah, Glassdoor one? I think has the most in terms of employer employees rating employers. Um, a couple of other sites do it. Indeed offers it as well, I think, but Glassdoor has a, a huge amount mm-hmm. of reviews on there. We also tell candidates, and a Companies do this as other companies do this as well, but we tell candidates who they'll be meeting with. So it also is very valuable for you to look at who you're meeting with, what do they do at the company, how do they play into the business, and prepare some questions for them when you're interviewing. Aside from their wedding dress and how their honeymoon went and all of that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will say at the Fool, that can be a little bit tough because if you were to do a random selection of like 10 Fools and look at their LinkedIn profiles, you would have no idea what they do. Like We have like, <laughs> happy hour commander. <laughs> <laughs> the titles are a bit wrong. Grand Pooba of PR. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so. So. I wouldn't know anything about that. I, I list one of my things at the Fool's Dancer <laughs> on my LinkedIn page. It's, it's honest. It's, it's true. It's true. I make money somehow. When's your next recital? <laughs> yeah. Can I buy tickets to that? Yes, I'll send you an invite. Perfect. That's, though, along those lines, too, in terms of, you know, you, you mm-hmm. can't always figure out what people at the Fool are doing. In the interview, when Cheryl was saying it's an interview for you as well, ask mm-hmm. people what they are doing mm-hmm. and how they plug into the team and why they're in the room interviewing you and, yeah. and everything. So it is an interview for you, I think. The fool is not for everyone um, in terms of their their careers. Um, we don't have things that other places offer. We don't do like a, a clear ladder for you to grow. Um, and other some people want that, so I think that's important for you to know that and be able to ask that. And even at other companies, if you interviewed, if that was what you were looking for, if you don't want that, then ask that in an interview as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about like when when people um, when employers ask tricky questions like how many ping pong? How would you figure out how many ping pong mm-hmm. balls would fill a Boeing seven forty seven stuff like that? Like how mm-hmm. how do you prepare to answer really off the wall questions? So. I personally don't like the really, really crazy, like how many you know windows are there in New York City mm-hmm. and the different ones. I understand that people are doing that because they want to see how like your thought process and how you would go about solving a problem. Mm-hmm. I think there are other ways that you can ask things, and you can just ask stuff mm-hmm. and like see how they're they're thinking. Um, we also some of that like seeing how people are thinking. We also test our candidates a lot before they even come on site. So mm-hmm. we do, um, you know, recently we just did a coding test. We've done mm-hmm. that. Our planners had to create a financial plan. We do writing samples, editing tests, editing tests yeah. that bro cheated on. I did not. <laughs> I got accused of cheating when I took it, but I did not. Nineteen years ago. <laughs> I think for that, the probably the most important thing is just to stay cool and calm under pressure. It's okay during interviews to be like, give me a minute to think about this. Um, I think some recruiters and some interviewers might find uh, that that ability to say, I need to think about this, take 20, 30 seconds to come up with an answer, rather than you continuously just you on and on and on about what you think the right answer is because at that point there is no right answer for how many windows there are in New York. Right. It's it's just how are you thinking about this? So like you said we make people really run through a gauntlet to get a job here. Mm. How much does that weed out? Like how much does this showing up weed out mm. a lot of the people that don't care enough about the job? Well, we get that even in the application because we have people who won't do a cover letter and we're like mm-hmm. mm, no. Yep. 
Um, because in our application, we say, give us a cover letter. Like, we want to see and know more about mm-hmm. you. So if you're not going to take that time to do that, then we're we generally will weed people out for that. We also ask a lot of application on the application. We have these questions. Some of them are very fun and foolish. Like we ask people what would be their superpower mm-hmm. and why. Um, and then sometimes they're fun and they relate to the position that's listed. So we were hiring an accountant one time and we said, what's your favorite Excel function and why? <laughs> and people were like geek out on Excel. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes there's, there's like, you know, we'll ask people for a small writing sample or why they like investing or when they came to learn about The Motley Fool. And so that, again, is another time for people to show mm-hmm. that they really care about the application. So, I mean, answer the application questions and write a cover letter. Like, that. It, you should do everything that is listed on an application, yeah. like, at least, yeah. because it, yeah. it increases your chances. All right, closing question. What is your single best piece of advice for someone who wants to land that perfect job, whether it's at The Fool mm-hmm. or elsewhere? Mm-hmm. I think this theme has been recurring throughout this entire uh, segment of the show, but really taking the time to personalize and know the company that you're applying to. If this is your perfect job and it's on the other side of the country and they need X, Y, and Z skills, even if you don't have those skills, going into your cover letter saying, I know you're looking for this, this, and this, here's what I'm doing to improve upon those skills, Um, just really, really digging in there and telling this company exactly how much you want to be there, that carries a lot of weight for everyone involved. Right. Outside of being like, I love that you have a ping pong table and an unlimited right. vacation policy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Annie just rolled her eyes, by the way, at that. <laughs> <laughs> she must get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to hear that you just want to work here for that. We want to hear that you, you know, are interested you like in our, our mission. mission. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you want to help the world invest better, which is what TMF Answers does and the Answers <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Tell <Another> your friends. <laughs> Tell the world. The other thing I would add um, is I would find a way to stand out from the crowd in a good way. So, you know, we do have sometimes that candidates take it a little too far because we're known to be this fun Save it thing. for the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that would be one, like, you know, find that way. And, and standing out from the crowd can mean a lot of things. It's, you know, taking the time, mm-hmm. again, to like, do the cover letter in the right way, like setting yourself apart from just, you know, the hundreds of applications that we're going to be reading. Because we do, we read them all. We don't use resume scrapers. We don't say, mm-hmm. like, you have to meet a minimum criteria for the job. So we read every single application. So the ones that really stand out to us are the ones that have separated themselves out and really mm-hmm. shown who mm-hmm. they are in their cover letter and application questions. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. I want you guys to stick around for just a little mm-hmm. bit longer. Because you're going to share some of your favorite stories of people applying to work at the pool. <sighs> It can be good or bad, I guess. But you can go either way. The bad ones. (laughs) Thanks to Harry's for supporting Motley Fool Answers. Harry's is all about a great shave at a fair price, which is why over three million guys have switched to Harry's. Chris Hill, tell me how much you love Harry's. So much. I've been a customer for years. Even before they were sponsoring the podcast. Years before that, I've been a Harry's customer. So there you go. Get your free trial set today from Harry's. It's a $13 value. You just have to cover shipping. It includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades, shave gel, and a travel blade cover. Just go to harrys.com slash fool. That's harrys.com slash fool. Bring on the clowns, the jokers, and the fools. I had the time of my life and the life of my time in the company of fools. People go to extreme 
links when it comes to applying here to work. So I would love it if you guys would share with us some of your favorite stories of people applying here to work. Yeah, so we one time, um, we were looking for a business intelligence analyst, which can sound a little dry. So we actually went uh, the fun approach of listening to job description, and the job description was written to the lyrics of the cake song, Short Skirt, Long Jacket. Uh, the individual that we hired, who still works here today, actually submitted a YouTube video in which he wrote his cover letter to the lyrics of the cake song. Of the same song, really? And he played it in the background and sang it in his <laughs> YouTube video. So that was one of my favorites by far. And actually, uh, longtime Motley Fool podcast listeners yeah. will know the person because it was Johnny Weathersby. It was Johnny, Johnny Weathersby. Johnny was on the podcast. He's they been on a couple times, maybe. Definitely at least once. He was. And, oh, he was our voice of our Valentine's. Hey, girl. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He'll be back this Valentine's it's the, Day. That voice, oh. it gets everybody. <laughs> got him the job. Yeah. <laughs> and the moves. He had some good moves in that he video, did. too. Yeah. Um, I'll go. So we have so many different applicants who go above and beyond during the process. I think we had a one candidate who is also still here at The Motley Fool, Um Actually, on site, he passed all of our our phone calls, passed all of our different tests. He's here on site, and he's interviewing in our Rowling room, so it's Harry Potter-themed. We've got all of those wands and uh, hats and the chess pieces. And at some point during his first interview, uh, he decided to put on the Harry Potter hat, the sorting hat. He grabbed a wand, and he just was like, this is what I'm doing for the rest of the interview. And full interviewers were like, okay, this is happening. Um, so any interviewer who came in also ended up putting on a crazy hat while they were interviewing him in Rowling. Um, and as fools would walk by, they'd be like, who is that? And what is he doing here? And we were just, Annie and I were just like, oh, he's interviewing for the the foolish IT role. And they'd be like, is it okay that he's wearing? all these different hats and waving this wand around (laughs) we're like yes absolutely um he did get the job he is still here now and he even won you earned its top 10 most recognized people in the world so he's doing awesome work um he went above and beyond during his interview process he did not however win hall of fame 2017 (laughs) y'all know know why this girl the The competition was too tough i didn't think i honestly didn't think i had a chance because i was up against him and some other people oh hey and Um, someone else also won hall of fame that year and annie oh you were on uh you were annie did my video for hall Mm -hmm. of fame bro where where were you i was doing allison's video oh my god <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you it's so easy to tell who's going to be a rock star in the office, even from the application. No, yeah. we do have some people who go too far, though. Right, so that would be my story. <laughs> Yours is too far? Yeah, well, so in the earlier days when I was helping uh, hire editors and writers for The Fool, um, someone sent in a video cassette of their stand-up routine. <laughs> it was raunchy <laughs> and completely inappropriate. So just because we're The Motley Fool... Doesn't mean, yeah, the F stands for fool, not for the other word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Finance? Yes, finance. (laughs) We, I mean, sometimes that comes up in application questions Mm -hmm. too, like that raised some HR red flags where they'll drop, they'll swear in their. Well, and their superpower was that they wanted to be invisible so they could be in the ladies' dressing room and such. Mm. We're like, oh gosh, okay. No, 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 no. no. And again, so things don't always go over in writing very well. No. (laughs) Something to remember. No. My favorite was when um, the guy, when we're, we didn't hire him, so I feel a little bad about telling the story, but this was like at least six years ago. We're like standing, we're like, everyone's in the office just doing their work, and all of a sudden someone yells, 
oh my gosh, Abraham Lincoln is out front with a sign that says, hire me, Motley Fool. And so we look out that we're like on the fifth floor, and we look down, and there's a guy wearing the Abraham Lincoln mascot outfit from the, the Nationals. Nationals. So at the Nationals, <laughs> the they team. have all the yeah. At the Nationals, every game they have what's called the presidential race, mm-hmm. and so they have these massive presidential mascots, and they race. And there he was in President Lincoln, and he had this sign that said "Hire Me, Motley Fool." So I'm like, I'm gonna go down there and talk to him. <laughs> so I go down there in my little winter jacket, and. Sure enough, he wasn't allowed to talk because he was in the mascot um, costume. So he did, he obeyed the rules there, but he had his friend there and he handed me his resume. And I was like, "Do you want to come up to the office for a little bit?" <laughs> and he said, "Okay." And we paraded him around the office, and everyone took their picture with him. And yeah, but we couldn't hire him. He didn't have the skills we were looking for. Oh, I guess no. I felt so bad. <laughs> but for so, for so many fools, it was just like the coolest day ever. Yeah. yeah. One of the awesome things about working at The Motley Fool, this is just one example, is that when it's your anniversary or your anniversary at working at the company, you they make a big deal out of it. So you get balloons, and people clap, and you get a gift, and this is my, today is my seventh year anniversary. Congratulations. Yay! So a new thing they did this year is called the anniversary Hotline, and I am supposed to call this phone number for a surprise on your special day. And then I have to mention the secret phrase. So I figured we could just do it on the show and do it all together. Sound good? Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right, Rick, go ahead and dial the Fooliversary hotline and let's see what happens. This is relatively new, by the way. This so is I've, new, just I've, within this month. Th- yeah, so I've never Very done this. Very excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> okay. I hope they answer. Thank you for calling the Fooliversary hotline. Before I transfer you to our Fooliversary concierge, what is your secret phrase? Elvis gave me the side eye. Perfect. Transferring you now. Have a wonderful Fooliversary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I'm so excited. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Is that just our standard on hold music? That is intense. Oh, oh Dan, had the full anniversary. Who to have the pleasure of speaking with today? Al- Allison Southwick. Hello, Allison Southwick. This is your Fooliversary Hotline Specialist. Today you have earned a treat delivered at your desk. Please choose from one of the following options. You can have an ice cream sandwich or a popsicle. A wackadoodle pair of crazy socks or a motley fool keychain. What would you like? Socks. Socks. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Maybe I should have. Do we want? Do you guys want to have like some say on this? Oh no, it's your it's anniversary. I want wackadoodle socks. All right. Well, that is just excellent. I will bring that up to your desk faster than a jackrabbit on a greasy griddle. Have a great day and happy full anniversary. <laughs> happy full anniversary. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> The funny thing is, no one at this office has that accent. No. So, so. <laughs> Cheryl, no one in the world has that accent. <laughs> I don't know where that was from or where it was going, but all I know is I'm that they're, they're going to give me some wackadoodle socks. <laughs> I'm so excited. Now, this is in addition to your full anniversary. Oh, yeah. yeah right? So seven seven years, I believe, I get five hundred. Usually, you get like some amount of money mm-hmm. to, to have an experience. This year is charity, and so I mm. get five. $500 to spend on some sort of charitable purpose. Oh, so yay. Very cool. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a really fun conversation. Thanks for having us. Yes. Uh, please come back again someday. Let's find an excuse to get you guys back in here. Tomorrow? 
Okay. Sure. <laughs> that works for me. I don't even want to bother checking my calendar. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. And that's the show. I want to thank Annie and Cheryl again for joining us. Our email is answers at fool.com. You can follow us on Twitter. We are also on Facebook. Um, join the podcast Facebook group. It's really great. Also, if you're dying to get some Motley Fool podcast swag in your life. And who isn't? I, I know I am. Uh, you can go to shop.fool.com, I believe. Is the correct? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am correct. <laughs> Broken spout off a history's book worth of detail, and I can't even remember a single URL. <laughs> so, uh, free nachos at the Fool right about now. So, I'm going to go ahead and uh, cut on out of here. The show is edited, uh, rothingly, by Rick Engdahl. <laughs> For Robert Brokamp, I'm Allison Southwick. Stay foolish, everybody. Bye.